Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 96 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. This episode is brought to you by Vicodin. Yay, Vicodin. <laughs> Ruining communities and making podcasts possible across the nation. I took one just before we started recording because I fucked my neck up royally yesterday. So just to be clear, if I say anything untoward, anything that would get us canceled, it's not me. It's the Vicodin. Blame the pharmaceutical companies. I didn't do it. Who's a... Uh... Whose knob were you gobbling that hurt your neck? That's such a weird way. Like, <laughs> so, like, it's like, hey, your neck is hurt. Let me both try to make like a weird, like, homosexual dig. Yeah. V- very strange approach. And secondly, how would you do, you? do you think that sucking a dick would hurt your neck? Probably. I don't know. What, do you have experience with this? No, no. You watch enough porn, you're like, you're seeing these girls moving their fucking head all over this place and shit. It's like, the, yeah. these These quote-unquote girls. Good cover, yeah, Mondo. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on to you. I see. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I've sussed out your tricks. No, I was working on that small uh, travel trailer. And oh, I, just, I thought you were saying, I was working on my, that small little project, like my house. <laughs> no, that's a whole other story. Let's save that for all later. Right, cool. um, but yeah, it was just, just paint, like... My kryptonite is looking up. It sounds weird, uh-huh. but it really, really, really fucks up my neck. And I, ha- I just had to paint the ceiling of it. Oh, and no. f- and I, I kind of knew. I'm like, this is not great. But I thought, oh, I'll just get through it. And, and you know, it won't be too bad. And, and I was wrong. It was too bad. It was too bad, huh? Yeah. I couldn't really sleep last night. Oh. But we are fueled by the power of Vicodin and Herba Mate tea. Yeah. Breakfast of champions. I was telling Aaron that yesterday I was I was exhausted from. Why are we getting to this now? We'll do this at the end of the episode, like yeah. like planned. Okay. Well, because you started um, asking questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this week in degenerates history, that was awesome transition, right? It was perfect. Uh, We're pros at this now. Aaron sent me this information. I don't know who this young fellow is named Eric Gill. Well, he's long since dead, but yeah. Continue. Um, Eric Gill, born 1882, died 1940, was a celebrated English sculptor, printmaker, and typeface designer, many of whose fonts are still in use today. I, I did I did look up. He is responsible for many of the sans serif fonts. And, I mean, it, it only makes sense, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Sans serif fonts, uh-huh. obviously, whoever made those were fucking freaks. Okay. So, but, God, uh, this guy this guy is a freak among freaks. Continue. Okay. He was named Royal Designer for for Industry, Britain's highest award for designers. He did this even as he played a prominent role in the anti-industrial arts and crafts movement that flourished in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, which popularized the use of folk style of decoration. He was also a total pervert. Which is weird, right? So most artists are just so well-balanced, normal people. You know, you got your Van Goghs, your Picassos, just, just your normal run-of-the-day folks. So this is... Very unusual. 
Gill was a man of many contrasts, to say the least. In 1913, he converted to Catholicism, and as with many a newcomer to faith, he became a zealot, loudly and ostentatiously professing devoutness to his new creed. Mondo, first of all, I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with the article, but I want to congratulate you on successfully pronouncing yeah, ostentatiously. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, I saw the look of fear in your eyes, <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm going to go right up to it and jump, and you nailed it. The problem is, I, when you send me these links, these things i tend to try to read it really fast mm. this time i kind of like it took my time to read it as i was saying anyway uh good job yeah with his wife and others he founded a lay catholic religious order called the guild of saint joseph and saint dominic and went around wearing habits with a girdle of chastity beneath jesus christ why are all these fuckers finding cults and how do they do it so easily like i feel like i can't I could not get a group of people to come over and watch a UFC fight if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. How how are they founding goddamn cults? I don't know, They're dude. like, yeah, we're going to give 50% uh, of our earnings and let you fuck all of our wives. Oh, yeah. Like, how? What What is their secret? Uh, it's apparently in San Serafons somewhere. I'm going to really have to do a deep dive into yeah. San Serafons after this podcast is over. Uh, the chastity girdle was probably more aspirational than than anything else because it did not stop him from being a complete creep. Gil was, Gil was obsessed with sex and had a penchant for working it into almost anything, and his obsessions did not revolve around normal sex. He was into incest, bestiality, and pedophilia. That's the unholy trinity of perverts. Uh, oh, no. Why, why bestiality, man? Like, I don't know. Is, is that the worst one, though? Out of the three, like, what is the, mm. or, or is, you know what, I think, you know what, if, if I was going to rank them, i say pedophilia is the worst, then bestiality, because you know what, you know, so, so. So you, fuck your cousin, who cares? Yeah, yeah you, 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 you blow your, <laughs> no, you blow your dog, your dog's happy, it's a victimless crime, you know. Oh, no. And it's like, fine, you know, it's a little bit weird, but there, there's no losers in that one and then and then you know as long as your cousin is a consenting adult maybe not great for the gene pool at large but yeah so i think i think in order of worst to least worst is is pedophilia bestiality incest okay i'm glad we got that figured out Continue. Uh, he was also <laughs> addicted to prostitutes and liked to abuse his maids one of his most famous sculptures ecstasy depicts a couple of passionately a couple passionately entwined. The model, the model was his sister, with whom he had a lifelong incestuous relationship, and her husband. And her husband. I love it. So usually, usually when we cover one of these pervert stories, it's you know, incest with a cousin or a sister is pretty normal. This motherfucker one ups it. He's like, no, no, no. I see incest with my sister, and I raise you her husband. That's gross. W were they having threesomes? They ha uh, probably and like, and like what what was the deal with the husband where he's like you know what I think I think I'm just gonna have uh, my wife's uh, brother bo bone her maybe maybe all three of us I don't you know what let's not go too deep into this well trying to figure out the logistics it can't well for uh, end well for any of our sanities uh, some of his most celebrated artwork used his own prepubescent daughters as models oh. with whom he liked to draw nude and semi erotic poses. In his diary, he described his provisions with great relish and in exhaustive detail, extramarital affairs, decades of sex with his sisters, incest with two of his daughters, Jesus and Christ. bestiality with his dog. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? 
there's one winner in this this whole thing. I think I think the dog was like, I'm I'm on board. You know what? I was <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting bored of just sitting around the house eating eating shitty kibble. All right, Mr. Gill, let's go. Somehow the dog had a like a an affinity to peanut butter on his testicles or some shit. Because it's your dog. Because it's your dog. Uh, in short, Britain's most celebrated sculptor and one of her greatest artists of the modern era was the kind of person who would probably be in jail or in a sex offender registry if he were alive today. Eric Gill. Holy moly. Or, or he'd have just got straight up murdered by Cain Velasquez. But that's another story. No, free Cain. Hashtag free Cain. Yeah, wow. I mean, this this guy just... He he was playing like not even degenerate, just just pervert, fucked up bingo. And he's like, I need to get every square. And they're like, No, no, no you've won. You've made bingo. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna fill out the rest of the board. God damn. The one thing is, wh- where did his daughters come from? I mean, I understand how the reproductive process works. <laughs> yeah, wh- but like, did he have a wife, or was this from his maids, or like? Yeah, that's a good question. We should look up more information, more factoids on Eric Gill to see if he actually. Like the like, who was this crazy broad that married this fucking animal? We will have to in- continue our important research at a later date, but for now, let's move on to the world of Ask Reddit. We don't have a theme song for it. <laughs> no, I know. I actually really wanted to play it. I was like, that would have been dope. But yeah, what the I'll hell? Get around dude? to it. Uh, Ask Reddit question number one: What companies can go fuck themselves? God, there's so many. You you go first because I don't have I probably don't have a very good answer so I might have to play off of it. So, I mean, one I want to say the health insurance companies at large, mm-hmm. but specifically 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 that's <laughs> it, that's a very very specific sort of specifically Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh, because once upon a time, I think that's the one I have too. That is one of the oldest uh, private health insurance companies. Right. And like way back in the day, you know, but back in the 60s and 70s, they actually their goal was to just provide good health care. It was it it worked in theory the way you would want it to work, where it's like, okay, we're going to have everybody pull their money together and we're going to give them the best health care at the lowest cost. And was it better than free health care? No, probably not. But it actually was a functional health care system. And then all these competitors started popping up, your Cygnus, your your. um Oh, there's there's all, all so many now, but they moved to just this strict like for profit model where now all of them are just like, oh, how can we squeeze the most money out of these sick, miserable fuckers as we can and give them like just enough care so they're not going to die and they can keep paying premiums and we won't get like sued for, uh, you know, human rights violations. And the, the, the two the two times. The two times where I, I was just furious with Anthem over this past year, and this is why I'm like, Anthem, you can go fuck yourself. One, uh, September 2021, I got elbow surgery. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, surgery cut into my elbow. They took a nerve from where it was sort of lodged in the bone and moved it over and embedded it in muscle. Like, whole, it was a whole thing. With that sort of surgery, you got to go to physical therapy. And I'd had 10 physical therapy sessions my arm still didn't work very well. My surgeon was like, yeah, you got to keep going until your arm works. And Anthem was like, no, like we think you've, you've gone to enough. And I was like, what? And it's like, yeah, it says in our paperwork that for this sort of surgery, you only need 10 physical therapy sessions. And I'm like, fuck off Anthem. Yeah. (laughs) You sons of bitches. It was like a whole fight to just get 
more physical therapy sessions. That was that was the lesser of the two you can go fuck yourself anthem stories. The second one, this was the absolute wildest to me, was um I don't know if you remember it was it was several weeks ago, or maybe it was even it wasn't even that long ago, but we were we were trying to watch like UFC fights mm-hmm. and like I, I could barely I was blinking like every second my eyes were watering my eye was like all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I remember you made some comments similar to the one at the beginning of this episode. I think it says something about pink eye, probably. I don't or know. Or like, like did, something obvious. Did some like gay dude fart in your face? I'm like, no, no, Mondo. It was right. something like that. It really was something. It didn't have anything with a, a gay dude. But, something, something. But it was, it was probably pink eye related. And and I was like, no, Mondo, no, that that's not what happened. You know, I've I'm in great discomfort and pain, but no, thank you for your concern, you <laughs> motherfucker. You you can get the smoke too, Anthem, uh, Mondo. You and Anthem. What the hell? But anyhow, like. It, it got, it was so bad that then, you know, the following Monday, like I just go straight to, to an eye doctor and he's like, Oh, you've got a really bad infection. And because of where it is in your eye, if we don't treat this like right away, you could just lose your eye. I was like, Oh, Oh fuck. Okay. I'm one. I'm glad I came in right away. Like, this damn, is- and we do, we missed an opportunity for you to be a pirate. I know I could, you know what? Here's the thing though. I can just get an eye patch. And oh, still have the eye. That's true, right? Like it's not. There's no. In fact, I think I have one. There, do, do you? <laughs> You're gonna have to wear it the next episode. Uh, I'll I'll uh, look forward to that. I'll remember too, fucker. I go to the doctor. He's like, "Yeah, you've got to take these drops every. I think it was every two hours for like the entire time you're awake for the next week. You have to put these these drops in because you cannot let this infection spread. So." You know, I'm my my eyes still fucked up. It's like really, I, I can't, it was really hard to even just drive myself to the appointment and uh, and then get to the pharmacy to fill the prescription because like I got one eye and the other just tearing constantly. <laughs> then the pharmacy is like, oh, there's a there's a hold like the insurance company doesn't want to cover this. I'm like, what the? F-? And and there's like there they said it could be like a day to two day process. while while. Uh, the insurance company figures out if they want to approve it. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, like I could lose my eye. And so I just ended up having to pay for it. And I was, I was big mad, big mad. I would, if, if there was an Anthem office across the street, I would have, I was going to say trashed it, but I think I would have just pissed on their door on the door handle. No, you would mark, mark my ter- I've Mondo. I have done that, but not specific, like an insurance company or like a, no, the the last time I did that, something to that effect, I think it was in a Las Vegas casino parking lot, and it was like some really fancy car was taking up two spots, mm-hmm. and I had spent literally forty minutes like circling around trying to find a spot, yeah, and like walking back, I see you know whatever, like a Bentley or something, <sighs> taking up two spots, and I just pissed all over the driver's side door handle. No, you did. <laughs> I, uh, Hundred percent did. Were you drunk? Were you pissed? Or did you just had to take a piss? Or what? no? I think I was just that angry from having to drive around looking for parking in Vegas. Did you have to go, or did you force one out? I think I had to go. Oh, okay. I think it was a two birds with one stone Got scenario. It. That makes sense. What was the question? Oh, what, what companies, companies can go fuck themselves? Uh, I I don't know if I have a specific answer. Like like, I don't want to throw shade, but how about this? Fuck any company. Throw all the shade, Mondo. No, no, no. Fuck any Solar company. Solar eclipse level shade. Fuck any company that, in order to move to be promoted within from within, it becomes a political thing, not a, a merit thing, not a merit based thing. It's always a politics thing. Like, oh, I like this guy better. Like, 
that does it that guy doesn't necessarily make the company better. Mm. Like if you want to improve as a company, you put the fucking the people that perform, you put them in charge. And then the company's gonna get better and better and and be more profitable, et cetera, XYZ. Yeah. But but if you just promote because oh the, I I like this guy or like there's a you know nepotism like mm-hmm. family and that kind of shit like like the the outlaws you know like you're handing off your business to your your firstborn okay you know what I mean like all right if you want to do that's your company do whatever the fuck you want but like I've been I've been I've worked for so many companies in my past that that um you know talented people are overlooked and the people that get promoted are the ones that like are the best bullshitters, the the -hmm. people that they go to bars with or that kind of thing, that kind of vibe where it's like, or I golf with so-and-so and and, you know what I mean? That kind of shit. I know exactly what you mean. It's kind of fucked up. Um, This is the lament of the highly competent, but someone unlikable employee. Yeah. 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 Which I I myself have fallen in that category at times. And even then, even then, like, cause when you start somewhere new, you you wanna you learn like you wanna be on the good side of that politics structure, mm-hmm. and even when you, you you do like what you think is like the best to put yourself in that kind of political whatever, there's always like a boundary. Like I don't, I can only do so much. Like I don't I won't kiss ass. I don't like if I like somebody I like somebody, but there are people that like are two-faced talk shit behind people's backs and that, and then they still yeah. find a way to climb the ladder. Uh-huh. It's like, how, like, what are you doing? Like you're, you're just not being a good, per- whatever it's, this is how the world works. I, I agree with you. It would be better if it didn't, but it does. Yeah. I've been, I've been part of so many com- companies that worked that way. Fortunately, the company I work for now, it's, um, and it, but it's like all of them. It's all of them work like that. No, I don't think so. That's why I was about to, to say to, to the, different degrees, but yeah, just about. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I, I like to think that there are good companies to work for out there, companies that value their employees and show you know you know that that uh, the people that provide the metrics are appreciated, that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. you know, eventually, you know, I just hope that I climb the ladder somewhere. <laughs> so. You know, that's so I don't have any specific companies that can go fuck themselves, but that's kind of how I feel about companies in general. Some of the users on uh, Reddit, user jco 517 writes United Healthcare, LabCorps, Quest Diagnostics, Blue Cross of anything. Can I yeah. tell you I'm a medical billing environment? Yeah. That was, yeah. They can go fuck themselves. I'm on board. So, so check this out. So, when I was, I won't say when in my employment history, but at a certain point I had to take a drug test and I had to go pee at a Quest Diagnostic Clinic. I remember this. And uh, I knew my PP wasn't clean. I, I, I was doing my best to flush everything out, but in such a short window, you really can't like naturally to get that stuff out of your system. It takes, a, it's a while. Like there are no shortcuts to it. So I was trying to get all this shit out. I go to Quest, take a piss. They end up just sending it to another lab somewhere else. So in this specific scenario, my pest went from Quest Labs to this third-party company. Um, and I was, like, worried. I was, like, shitting myself. Like, fuck, I'm, like... So I got a call from that lab. Let me backtrack a little bit. I did a little, like, research on that company. And they did some... They've They've been a shady, shady company. Like, a bunch of people have sued them. Like, malpractice this, malpractice that. So I'm, like... This company is handling my piss test, okay? This company's got a bad reputation. 
I ended up getting a call from that company and they they kind of bully you into admitting your piss was dirty. Like the phone call is definitely scripted. Like the person that calls you is reading from like a fucking like a pamphlet or a manual and they say things and they basically, you know, they, they kind of corner you into like admitting to having a dirty piss test. And uh, anyway, I, I ended up not getting this job because of this weird shady company that uh i mean i i know i wasn't clean but it was their the practice of what they were doing was kind of like huh and then like i said i looked up that company and it had a very bad reputation being sued and all this stuff so yeah fuck them it was yeah. their fault no it wasn't you no, take like no said, personal responsibility no, no 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 like i said i started, I started with it by the no, thing no, by I'm saying but it was just it was just the way that like, that company worked that the way they operated that i was kind of like whoa wow that's dirty shit you know what i mean and then they make you send the money it's it's crazy it's crazy i like <laughs> i like how your two stories intersect the fuck these companies who who don't go off of merit and and i didn't get this job because because i pissed no, no 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 you're missing you're missing <laughs> no, the point. I'm, i i'm i'm conflating two things intentionally Mondo. yeah i'm not missing the uh, point. user zach in the box writes susan g Komen. what's that What's Susan G. Cohen? Is that a company? I don't know. Uh, user OK underscore button 1932 writes Frontier Internet. <laughs> a lot of these companies are fucking shady. The, the cable companies, they start you off with their introductory thing at like a certain, like you get 5,000 megabyte per second at, at $10 a month. And then six months later, it's like, okay, we're going to give you the 100 megabyte per section for double the price of what you were contracted for. You're like, huh? And what do you do? Switch? Like you don't really have... In most cases, an option. Uh, last one I'll read for that. Oh, shit. Wait. I wonder what Susan G. Komen did. Susan G. Komen is a breast cancer organization in the United States. Uh-oh. Focuses on patient navigation and advocacy. Uh-oh. What do they do? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, what did, what did they do to this person? Dang. They stole breasts. Yeah. Anyway, last one I'll read. Jo- fa- jo- jokes on them. Those titties had cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Last one, I'll read user amphetamine bath salts, writes, Purdue Pharma. Huh. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, spe- spe- speaking of Vicodin and destroying communities, How Purdue do you feel? Pharma. How do you feel? Do you feel a little loosey-goosey? You know, I feel like I really just want to get on welfare and never get off the system and go back to work. That's that's ah. the feeling I've got right now. I would like to become a strain on society. It's weird. It just happened all of a sudden. Like before, I was like, you know what? I want to get better and I want to become a productive member of society. I want to pay taxes. And now I'm like, fuck all that. I'm going to live off the system. Giggity, giggity. I'm going to I'm gonna start a cult. I'm going to have a bunch of baby mamas and we're all going to be on welfare. Let's go. Ask Reddit question number dose. Oh, what are quality YouTubers to watch when you're bored? Yeah, you can go first. So... I'm uh, I, I admittedly I'm not like the biggest YouTuber, but every now and again I'll click on some fucking video game dumb channel. So like my YouTube, like the, the the three or four channels I follow are like video game related, as dorky as that is. And um, back in the day when I was playing Overwatch very heavily, one of them was Muselk, M U S E L K, and then uh, he was entertaining. He's now switched over to Fortnite. One of mine, and I think I've showed you this this one one time, was uh, a YouTuber called Ragtag out of, uh, I want to say he's Australian. I could be wrong. No, no, no. I forget. He had an accent for sure. He had some fucking heavily <laughs> accent, and he would like play the piano while playing video games while streaming, and it was just the weirdest 
shit and he was just his comedy was very vulgar and and just totally degenerate and he would talk shit and you know he didn't he didn't he, he didn't like one of the characters uh hanzo said so one of his tags was fuck hanzo and it's just stupid shit uh i don't know i, I i'm dorky like that i, I watch like here and there i'll watch like a youtuber that's played that plays video games just because i you know they they tend to be funny comedy talking shit i don't know what about you aaron there's there's a bunch that i watch uh i'll, I'll give you a few in, in different categories first you would you like a video game based one whatever whatever floats your boat the, there is a channel called girlfriend reviews and it's all from the perspective of like what it's like to be the girlfriend of a guy playing a certain video game uh-huh and kind of basically being a backseat gamer and they're they're very very funny reviews uh they have a lot of like kind of pop culture and uh like memes worked into the videos even if you don't play video games just seeing this perspective is i think pretty funny uh and it, and i like the fact that they're also a little bit of a team i mean i guess the uh, the actual girlfriend. Is she supportive at all, or is she mostly talking shit about? It's a little bit of both. Oh, okay. And and the funniest part though is I guess he writes all of the stuff. So like they'll you know he'll, he he will actually play them and she's watching a lot of, a lot of the time and then she'll kind of like talk shit about them or make fun of them and he'll he'll be able to process that all write a script and then she'll actually perform it. So it's it's a a a a joint collaboration between the two of them and uh, I think they're very funny. For skits, I I mean these these are really popular channels. I'm telling you, but there's a guy named Ryan George. Are you familiar? Nope, never heard of Ryan George. I don't YouTube. Uh, he he came to fame. He was do, he did a series for uh, a YouTube channel called Screen Rant, where they were called pitch meetings. Where he the the conceit was it was a screenwriter pitching a movie to a studio executive. Uh, and then he's since moved on and he's done his own channel and he, he does like a lot of uh, like the first guy to ever. And it's like the first guy to ever open a bar, the first guy to ever write fiction. And th- they're they're very funny. And a lot of it is like just breaking the thing down to the base level. Because like when you think about it, a bar is really weird. It's like, oh, why don't you all come to this place and drink what is essentially poison together? Because alcohol is, is poisonous to the human body. Like. It like we get fucked up because it is literally poisoning our bodies and our brains don't know how to handle that. Uh, but yeah, his his skits are, are really funny. Uh, and let's see, let me see. I'm just scrolling through all of my subscriptions right now. Let's see if I can find one more good one. Uh, you, you, I think you just. It's I think most for the most part you like different types of. You like the uh, production stuff. You like written stuff. You know but, what I mean. That's kind of. I, well, I definitely like like things that people have put like effort into, and I can see that there's some craft and thought behind it. Because it's really for me, it's like I like things that I would have enjoyed making myself. Yeah, and in some cases, like I think these these you know like like Brian George, I think you know he he's a really good joke writer, and a lot of those stuff. I'm like, oh, I wish I you know I think he he definitely is able to do that sort of video better than I could for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, for one, he's definitely just a much better actor and a lot funnier in that regard. And then even some of the jokes, uh, he's, he's Canadian and they have a very sort of good natured Canadian sensibility, even when he is talking shit a little bit. And, uh, I was trying to, I was trying to find one other, um, Oh, here, here's, here's a random one. I don't know if anyone would, would want to watch this, but 
there's this there's this kid in the woods of Sweden. His name was Eric Gronkvist. And if you just like like YouTube search like Sweden cabin uh, build, that'll come up. And it's just it's just these like really long videos, like no music, no backing track, nothing of this kid in the fucking woods in Sweden building a log cabin using hand tools. Like he's like chopping down the trees with an axe. He's like using a handsaw to mill them. Is it like multiple episodes that lead him to build the house, or is it just one episode? No, it's they're they're very so it's multiple episodes, and then at like the end of a year, he compiles them into one big one. And but it's essentially the same project. It's the same one house. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, apparently, who knew building (laughs) building a pretty sizable log cabin by yourself using no modern machinery, no power tools, nothing takes a long time. Yeah. For whatever reason, I, I watched like three hours of it one night. It was late. Like I was just couldn't fall asleep. And it was just like, I was mesmerizing. It was so peaceful. You could hear all the, the sounds of the forest and nature. And it's just this kid. You could just hear the rhythmic. How like, old's this kid? He's probably like early twenties. Okay. Uh, no, he's not. It wasn't like a four year old. <laughs> Like or twelve? No, I, I imagine like a fifteen, sixteen year old, but still young. Twenty, twenty, anything doing that kind of project is pretty impressive. Well, and it's also the also the really impressive part is, I, I mean, he's he's hauling around these giant fucking logs, right? Like no help. Yeah, it's just him by himself. There was one one episode, I guess, towards the end where he has to put the roof on that his dad come comes and helps him because it was just physically impossible. But he, even even a lot of the, the, the episodes where you see like how he has to engineer things to get these big log logs up by himself and, and it, it, it it was just both impressive and like I said, something about it was like almost hypnotically calming when I watched it. So, you know, what that, do they do with the cabin once it's done being built? I don't know. I don't think he's hundred percent done yet. Oh, he's still gotta do more shit. Yeah, I mean, because, like, there was, like, a whole episode on, like, building the front door. Uh, He had, there was another episode on, like, he made, like, a little underground cellar to store, like, vegetables and things. So, it was under the ground, so it would keep cool. Like, him, like, building that was a whole episode. I mean, it it takes a really, really long time. I mean, because a lot of it, too, is, like, he doesn't, he he definitely edits it. But there will be, like, 20 minutes of him just getting this one log into condition so he can put it onto the cabin. And you really... You're like looking at this like, okay, I understand how to build a cabin now, but fuck, goddamn, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to watch Eric do it. <laughs> so that that's, you know what? Sweden Cabin in the Woods, I think that'll be the first. Yep, Eric Gronkvist. All right. Uh, some of the Redditors, uh, user Time Leopard writes, Ghost Town Living. Kind of crazy dude bought a ghost town called Cerro Gordo and has been slowly restoring it and rebuilding it. Relaxing, super high production value. Blah, 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 blah. Honestly, I think it's just because I've been watching the progression and it still feels relatively relatively short since it began at the start of the pandemic. Okay. User Carsa uh, Carsa69420 writes, Answers with Joe. Super chill dude. Explain one history science in a way that's easy to understand. How to drink all your mixed drink needs. Have learned a lot about the history of drinks I like. Okay. Nice. User Jashim Pagla writes, check out Technology Connection if you like detailed nerdy analysis about everyday appliances. Last one I'll read. User Bro Brobeans underscore MC <laughs> uh, writes, Lemino 
L-E-M-M-I-N-O is amazing. Makes incredibly detailed videos about the weirdest phenomena. Uh, someone else beneath him writes, Lemino has single-handedly changed the maximum level of quality you can expect from a YouTube video. Averaging one video every four months, he releases brilliant documentaries. Beautifully illustrated and narrated. This one is my favorite, but they're all great. And blah, 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 blah. I, I just looked up... Uh you know, I told you how, how he, he compiles uh, that uh, Eric Granfis kid. Mm-hmm. He, he, the, the the one video that he compiled into a two two hour long uh, sort of like supercut entitled Two Years Alone, Building Log Cabin Like Our Forefathers" got twenty nine million views. Pretty damn good. Yeah, like hopefully his account was monetized because I, I mean he would have made a bundle for that. Good job, Eric Granfist. Good job, Eric Granfist. Um, so that was it for Ask Reddit. Uh, we don't have anything super duper formal to wrap the episode up. Um, a <laughs> uh, little behind the scenes, Aaron sends me an outline of like, uh, <laughs> like what like what the, what we're gonna do, and the the outline says catch up UFC shoot the shit. So that's what we're gonna do right now. Catch up UFC shoot the shit. Except I spelled it like the condiment. It's catch up. Oh, catch up. Let's catch up. And that it was, okay, so we're gonna. You want to literally go in that order? It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, we were, so we were talking a little bit about uh, about the UFC before we started. Um, the the one the one thing that I I guess you said you were asleep because uh-huh. um, you were, you were very tired. You missed the Luke Rockhold Polo Costa fight, and it it was one of those fights that people who are not MMA fans were just horrified by. And I actually I actually missed the beginning of it. I came in at the very end of the first round, mm-hmm. and Rockhold was was down on the ground. Paulo Costa was in half guard, so which, which is uncommon. You're not used to seeing Rockhold down, and then like Rockhold gets up at the end of the round, and you can tell he's just absolutely exhausted. Yeah, gassed out. Like at the end of one round, I was like, "Oh, this isn't good." Yeah, uh, and his Rockhold's nose is bleeding, and it's like he's he's. <laughs> He's just he's just completely gone, and he so so he is tired to the point where in like the second round, like he's like stopping and like pu- and putting his hands on his knees. Yeah, Rockhold hasn't um, fought in what three years or something Correct. like that. Hasn't yeah. fought in forever. Used to be a champion in Strikeforce and or then in the UFC as in well. The UFC as well. Lost it to Bisbing. I was there. <laughs> um, this dude's like a California. I think originally from like San Jose area. Yoked like he's like a fucking model looking dude. But he hasn't fought in a long time, and uh, fighting a very, very another model-looking dude, but much bigger, much younger. He's he's kind of a Brazilian Hulk slash bodybuilder, yeah, um, slash gay porn model. Yeah, and there was a lot of sexual tension in this this fight. In, you know, in the in the the weigh-in, there's a lot, you're like, are they gonna fight or are they gonna fuck? We're, we're not gonna, sure. Are they gonna kiss or little, little column A, little column B. Yeah, I mean the, the fight itself. I mean Luke Rockhold being super weird because he was just absolutely exhausted, but then randomly just bo- like hitting Costa with like these huge left hand bombs. Uh, he had some really really big body kicks, and it was like at no point was was Rockhold really winning the rounds, but he was doing just enough to you know to not get swarmed and finished. The this is this is the part of the fight where it's just like. What the fuck is happening? In the 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 uh, third round, what might have been Rockhold's best, where he's actually landing some really big shots. You're like, oh, is he is he winning this round? And then he just he just 
dives for like the worst, most ill-advised takedown. Cause you know, like I said, he was, he was exhausted, you know, Costa gets him down and like with, with like 30 seconds left, Rockhold actually manages to reverse it and get uh, on top in Costa's guard. And Rockhold <laughs> takes that opportunity with blood gushing out of his nose, gushing out of his mouth to rub his face all over Costa's. <laughs> he just like gets like face to face and he's just rubbing his blood all, all over Costa's face. That's kind of cool. While cursing him out. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. I think that's kind of like, that's kind of look, motherfucker, we're in a fight. You did this to my face. Yeah. Fuck you. It was just like an ultimate fuck you. I, I was laughing so hard when I saw that happen. I yeah, like, I think I missed that. I was I was in and out of sleep like the entire fight uh, card, so I missed that little I, chunk. I, I think Rockhold like won more people over with that one moment than he had at any other point in his career, <laughs> and then he retired. Yeah. So that was the, that was the, the the last moment of Luke Rockhold being in the, the octagon was him rubbing his bloody face all over Polo Costa. Yeah. And then they made out after, and it was they, they didn't make out. Hey, you, no, you missed. You got to go back and watch. Stop it. Uh, so that was the, that was the. Do you think they're friends now? Who knows? They're both so weird. I mean, Costa definitely the weirder of the two, but who knows? I know. I know. Rockhold had a big beef with uh, Bisping because they 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 fought twice. The first time Rockhold uh, beat Bisping handily, easily. Did he yeah. knock him out? I don't remember if he. No, him. he subbed him. But uh, yeah, he finished Bisping. The rematch, there was already this grudge, and the rematch, Bisping left hooked him, sent him into another planet, and won the belt, and. Uh, they had this grudge, this beef that even lasted afterwards. And it wasn't until a couple, maybe a year ago, that they kind of, outside the ring, they kind of kiss and made it up. Bisping and Rockhold are cool again. Well, not, not only that, Rockhold went to train with Bisping's coach. Barillo, yeah. Yeah. And, and I even heard Rockhold talk about it. I mean, he was like, I mean, honestly, like, who would be better to fix my flaws than, than the, the guy, guy who figured him out? The guy that figured out how to knock me out. But... That did not pay off in this fight so much, but eh, whatever. I kind of knew the fight wasn't gonna go that way. I didn't think they were gonna b- both be as gassed as they were. Like the no. b- the glimpses and p- pieces of the fight I did watch, they were both like super gassed. And then Rockhold had like I don't know if his nose is, nose was broken or at least busted, where it was like bleeding everywhere, so he couldn't breathe through his nose. Nose, so he had to breathe through his mouth, which tires you out faster when you're breathing out of your mouth. Well, well it, there's it tires you out faster, and usually if there's that much blood coming out of your nose, some of it's also going down. You're like the swallowing back of your it throat. Shit. Yeah. So yeah, so like between like that being old and uh, it's, I, Salt Lake City isn't as high as we are, but it's still at altitude. Yeah. So like the combination of those three things probably just. And and you know besides that like he hadn't fought there must have been yeah. just that like excitement maybe adrenaline dump so yeah Luke, Luke Luke Rockhold going out on a crazy fight but that was one of those MMA moments where again like if you're not an MMA fan and you see that you're like what is this sport even trying to do yeah the main event dude that one I absolutely missed that was uh, Leon Edwards Kamaru Usman two again that was a rematch Leon lost to Usman. Years back, when yeah, Usman was se- still like seven a, years ago, yeah, when he was still like a contender, when when Usman was still like a guy coming off of tough, that was the last time Leon had lost. And then ever since then, Leon was like on a bajillion fight win streak, I think and nine, yeah, earned his uh, title shot against Usman. 
Usman um, did did you know gave gave Leon his respect before the fight, so it wasn't like a disrespectful like fuck you. I think Usman did go into that fight with, again with like a chip in his shoulder, but already like looking forward, like looking. I think he was looking ahead already. I don't know that he was exactly focused on it. He took him seriously, but anyway. Well, I, well, I mean, look. To be fair, like I, I thought Usman fought a really ge- great uh, game plan. Thought he fought extremely well. There was a lot of speculation that Usman had you know fallen in love with striking and he was going to try to go blow for blow and just try to knock Leon out. Yeah. And what had won him the fight the first time around was his wrestling. And he did go back to his wrestling a yeah. lot. Like he, I mean, I thought the way he fought was really smart. Like he, he mixed his wrestling and striking really well. Like he fought, Usman fought a great fight. So yeah. I, if he was looking past him, I don't think it affected his performance at all. Yeah, no, it didn't. But he was, I, I just think his focus wasn't, a hundred percent on fighting or the fight. Uh, I Could be. he took Usman. I mean, he took uh, Leon seriously for sure. Hell, he was winning the whole fight. He was winning the entire yeah. fight. And this is what sucks is that I was like in and out of sleep, and 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 because the fight wasn't quote unquote exciting, like striking wise, it was more of a grappling heavy fight. I'm watching it like laying on bed, and I literally fell asleep somewhere in the middle or towards the end of the fourth round. So I missed the excitement of. Leon knocking the fuck out of Usman with a head kick. Well, and it it wasn't just that he knocked him out. It was he knocked him out with less than a minute left. At that point, it was right before the knockout. The announcers were already saying how it was like, well, Leon, you know, is going to make it through the whole fight. That's sort of like a moral victory. It's going to be so hard for him to ever work back to a title shot, at least not until Usman retires. And then, like, boom, just beautiful... And that's the thing. I, I I think saying that maybe Usman was unfocused or anything like that is unfair because it detracts from what Leon Edwards did. Like that, it was a beautiful setup. One of the better delivered delivered head kicks I've ever seen. It was just no matter how bad the fight was going, he obviously just didn't give up on himself, and he you know he was in in such good shape that you know 20, 24 minutes into the fight. He still was able to deliver a crushing head kick and win it. So it's you know that's what makes MMA special. Like there's very few other sports. I, I guess in theory baseball, but where it's like it's just never over until it's actually over. Yeah. But yeah, baseball it doesn't happen in the blink of an eye. It's 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 a slow, boring, uh, stupid burn. Baseball sucks. But yeah. Um... Leon Edwards is now the welterweight champion. Congratulations. I felt very good for him, very happy for him because I did see him. I did see him like coming up in his career. I did see as Leon not getting any to little shine at all because outside the the ring, he's not one of these big personalities. He's not like a Connor or like an Adesanya, like just this big, you know, glowing, fan-friendly, outgoing personality. He was just a hardworking dude that worked his way up the, the ladder and worked his way up the rankings and finally got his chance and then and then shocked the world. I mean, would you say it was a mm-hmm. shocking like I think everybody thought Usman's gonna win. It's it's gonna happen. I thought he was gonna win. One better did put forty thousand on a on a money line bet, forty thousand dollars on Leon Edwards to win. 
So that guy must have been really excited because I think he they, I think he won like 180 or something off yeah. of a forty thousand dollar bet. You hear that Drake placed like a super huge bet on Usman and lost. He he won last week I, or I forget <laughs> what fight it was where Drake placed a big ass bet. It was like in the millions. It was like a multi million dollar bet last week and he won. Yeah, it was. Well, Adesanya broke the Drake curse. <laughs> um, but yeah, Drake has not. It's not it's not a great thing when Drake bets on you because historically it has not worked out well for the people he's bet yeah. on. We're just like, bro, just, just stop. Stop doing it. <laughs> Why do you keep placing these big bets? I don't know. I, I, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad for, for uh, Leon, but yeah, it's just a crazy sport. That's when they say, like, that's the, the refrain you always hear from the commentators. Anything can happen, and usually it doesn't, but in cases like this, it's wild when it does. Now UK's second ever champion. First one was Bisping. Now now they have another champion out there. That's kind of cool. Dude came from Jamaica as well. He was born in Jamaica and got out of Jamaica, moved to the UK, and and both for all and you know, all all accounts say that he didn't come from nice neighborhoods either in Jamaica or in in the UK, and um, you know, so he sent a lot of like one of his big messages that he was sending out was like, hey, you can come from dirt. Work hard, keep doing it, and eventually you'll get your, you get what you deserved, what you worked for. So good for him. By the way, Aaron, did you know that today, uh, HBO Max is going to release House of the Dragon, the the basically like the I think it's like several hundred year prequel of the Game of Thrones show. I think we talked about it before we we mentioned it. We. Yeah, we, we one episode we gave a rundown on all the streaming shows that were coming out, and that was among them. Are you uh, are you excited at all? No, about it. You're not really. You're not excited. That I, I, this is probably uh, like this summer was like the show that I was most looking forward to because of like like the super high production value, the tons of planning that went into it. You know, the fact that there was another Game of Thrones show that was supposed to happen before this one that got canceled. Like they com- got completely scratched, and, and so that they're doing this one, I'm kind of like, sweet, awesome. I, I mean, I, I think I was just so disgusted with the end of Game of Thrones that I, I, I'm sure this this has to be better than season eight. There's no way it could be worse, but that probably d- uh, detracted from any excitement I would have. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I I kind of just got over Game of Thrones in well, general. Suck boot sucks to your uh, boot. Sucks to your ass more. I was trying to get one of those outs, but I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I, no, it's fine. You can be excited about it. You're allowed. <laughs> Just because I'm not doesn't change your viewing experience, but you asked how I felt. That's how I feel. Awesome. What else do you want to chat about? What else are we catching up on? We have an open house coming up this Friday. I'm kind of, you know, a ton of customers coming in, and I got to go shake hands, kiss babies, and all that nonsense. Mondo, don't, don't kiss any babies. It's bad. just just hygienically at this point with like the, who know who knows you're gonna pick up the like the baby virus now that'll be the next one that we didn't see coming you're gonna be baby virus patient zero don't don't kiss babies baby pox instead of monkey pox baby pox yeah yeah there's there's that man it's it's uh, been a wild couple weeks because I don't you don't think we talked about it on the podcast it was like I've been trying to build this house and then. Kind of got to the point where so many things were, were going wrong and the permit came through so late. And I'm like, well, I don't think I want to delay the build, you know, another year because I, I may lose my mind if I have to live with my parents another year. But 
so, so I was looking at just selling the place or selling the lot and just, just trying to relocate to a different state. And then I was trying to figure out how to, it was like every new development. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just sell the lot. I'm going to move to Minnesota. No, I'm going to, I figured out like, this thing. I can, I'll build it. Okay. No, this went wrong. Fuck it. I'm going to try to sell it. It was like back and forth to, I mean, where it was like, I figured out a way to get lumber cheaper. And then I, I, this will be wild if I have to do this, but I, I did learn that you can get a special homeowner's permit where you were allowed to do all the electrical yourself, even if you're not an electrician. And they, I guess they don't give a shit. Like as long as the inspector looks at it and he's like, yeah, it's wired correctly. Yeah. And they, so I was like, oh, well, that would sell, save me like $15,000. Holy shit. Fuck. Dude, it's a lot. I mean, it, well, it's a big enough job where the electrician I've worked with, I send him the plans and he's like, oh no, this is too big of a job for me to do by myself. Really? And then my dumbass is like, oh, then I'll do it. This this, oh. this licensed master electrician who's been doing this for 30 years is like, this is too big of a job for me. And I was like, oh, my stupid ass. Yeah, sure. I'll just I'll just do it myself. Will he be able to help you at least? No, he's just like, I don't want to do this. He's like, I'm out. Fuck this. This is. <laughs> I might be able to find someone else to do it. But yeah, I mean, with, with electrical, like there's definitely going to be some material costs, but. I mean, the wiring is not that expensive for a house that size. It's mostly labor. Oh, and that was the other one, man. Like one of the the big unexpected costs of this build is there's not a sewer line at, at the street in front of the house. Yeah. Like usually that's where, you know, usually you just have to dig a trench from the front of the house, however many, you know, 30 feet to the street and then tap into the sewer line. The sewer, the closest sewer line is 190 feet away. I, so I thought it was going to be like ten thousand dollars to put it in, and then the bids I got the bid I got back was thirty five thousand, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know how I, how do I get twenty five thousand dollars? I didn't expect this, and uh, I, I spent there's one point where I spent like I think a whole day and a half calculating the depths at various points for how because because you need to get an excavation crew to come in and dig a trench to run this sewer line, and there's a lot of math involved because. For every foot that the the sewer line goes, it has to go a quarter of an inch down, just so there's a downward slope. Because you know that that old saying, "Mondo shit runs downhill." Mm-hmm. You need you need a downhill slope so your shit actually does in fact run downhill. Mm. So there's like a lot of math because you have to calculate the slope, but then there, you know the 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 ground fluctuates how you know where it is too. So I was. Uh, Anyhow, long story short, I was like, oh, I can save a little bit of money here. Like maybe I can do the build if I do this and I do the electrical and I do the roofing myself. I'm going to, I'm going to try to monitor. There's, there's a good chance I'm going to, I'm going to have to delay the house build because I fall off the roof and break all my bones. Zap yourself doing some electrical shit. And then some nerve damage. <laughs> oh no, that's no, that'll be fun. Cause, cause it's not going to be hooked up. I'm not, I'm just going to run the wires. Oh, I'm not going to connect it. Yeah. You don't, you <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not going to be doing wiring with, with live wires. That is insanity, Mondo. Okay. Crazy, crazy. I was, was, was going to call you a boy, and then it felt wrong. And then I was going to call you a man. I'm like, that doesn't feel wrong either. Anyhow, we were supposed to break ground this Wednesday. Yeah, you sent me a picture of the... Yeah, there's still a, a bobcat, big old fucking bobcat with a trailer in my lot. The whole time, though, uh, I'd been telling the foundation company, Hey, you mentioned like three weeks, four weeks back that the price might go up a little bit because material costs rose. Like you need to tell me how much. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. And then I finally, like, I was like calling everyone in the company. I'm like, look, we're not going to break ground 
unless you fucking tell me how much this is. Like, we can't, we can't do it. And they're like, don't worry, it won't be that much. And then they finally, they send it to me at 11 p.m. the night before we were supposed to break ground. And not only was it more, Mondo, it was a lot more. Awesome. Like, a lot more. And I just wrote, I just wrote back, like, thanks for getting this to me. I appreciate it. All caps, all bold. Do not break ground. Uh, this probably isn't going to be workable on my end. All of a sudden, I've been having trouble getting a hold of them. And the next morning, like, look, lo and behold, like, suddenly I get a phone call. And they're like, well, what's what's going on? What's this about? And uh, Yeah, because now they want their money. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, and I had also <laughs> I had also parked my, my pickup truck in, in the opening to uh, to the yard. So they wouldn't drive in and start doing it anyways? Without and you? also, I've got a hostage. Like, you motherfuckers, you know? Because that was the thing. I, I I think I told you, like, I'd given them a deposit already. Yeah. It was a lot of money. It's 20, 22 grand. It, it physically hurt when I had to write that check. I was like, oh, a lot of money. You know, I felt a little bit better because I'm like, I looked up how much you could sell a, a Bobcat for, a used Bobcat. I'm like, oh, I could get at least 25 Gs for this. We, we, we're, worst comes to worst, we're doing a hostage exchange. You give me my 22 G back, you get your Bobcat. Jesus. Yeah, no, it got tense, and that, at that point, I was like, "I'm out. Fuck this. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to Minnesota. I'm gonna sell a lot. I'm gonna recoup the, you know, the money that I can, and just become a, a, a like backwoods Minnesota real estate mogul. <laughs> Pretty cool. You want to know the, the craziest part? Same day that we were supposed to break ground, a letter shows up on my door from like a investment company mm-hmm. saying like, what are you doing with this lot? Like we're interested. We would like to buy it. Ooh. Handwritten. Like who, who handwrites letters anymore, Mondo? Um, like 75 year olds. That's what I thought. And I, and so I met with them this, this Thursday on the lot. It was like one guy was a builder. One guy was like on the real How estate. How old were they? They were young. They were like, like probably like late twenties. Ooh. Yeah. We kind of were discussing like, they they made an offer to buy a lot where I was like, oh, actually, that's less than I want, but I think that's workable. Like, we could do this. And, and here's the biggest plot twist, Mondo. Then, after we kind of, like, agreed, we're like, I'm like, yeah, let's let's do this. Like, I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on, on the exit ramp on this highway. There was the highway to building a house. You know, I was trying... I was trying to go to Destination Cool House. We're going we're gonna to get off at exit ramp 200 Gs. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of like convinced me to f- try to finish building the house. What? Yeah. Well, because <laughs> this, was, this, was, this, was ha- this is basically what they so said. They, wait, hold on. So they, they offered to give you money and they're like, you know what? It's better that you build a house. Yes, exactly. I know. I didn't see that outcome coming either. Well, because here's the thing. Building a house is a giant pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to do right now. A lot of, a lot of people, I mean, not, not just forget, you know, small home builders, you know, building a private residence like this, like big companies with giant bankrolls are backing out of building houses right now Mm -hmm. because material costs are way up. Like it's just, it's, it's been a difficult time to build a house just because of the supply chain and, and interest loans and all this other shit. So people have been backing out left and right. Yeah. It's like I'm in a weird spot where like I don't want to have to go through. There's an allocation process where Lakewood will because there's only Lakewood apparently is like the hardest place in all of Denver to build. I 
did not know this beforehand. But yeah, that's what one of the investors uh, was telling me. He's like, holy fucking shit, you got a, a permit through Wakewood as a homeowner? Like, I was like, yeah, no, it wasn't easy. <laughs> like, all, it, it felt uh, rewarding because I, I can't count how many times I've bitched to you about something with Lakewood and them not getting back to me and this and that and the other. But this is, this is basic. long story short, this is what they said. They're like, yeah, we could, we could buy this and then try to build a home, but it's a fucking pain in the ass right now. Like we don't really want to do it. I mean, we'd probably just sit on the lot for a while. And I told them about the whole thing of, of going to Minnesota and everything. They're like, honestly, if that's what you want to do, your best path to do that is to build this house. And I was like, huh? Like, what do you... And, and then I felt really silly because my, my plan, if I went to Minnesota, was to buy a house, fix it up, ideally rent, rent it so I'd have some passive income from that, use the house as collateral to take out a loan, get another house, rinse, repeat, right? And they're like, yeah, that's great. Uh, do that with the house here. And I was like, oh? Uh-huh? And they're like, well, and their, their point was, yeah, Minnesota's great, but the for, at least for a while, the real estate market in Denver is going to be way, 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 way more competitive. That house is going to be worth a lot more. They're like, just, if you want to do that, fine. Build the house here, rent the house here for like 30 Gs a year, get yourself a, a 400 to half million dollar loan. Because I think their exa- exact words were like, banks don't give a fuck if you have collateral. And I was like, oh, that's a good point, I guess. And then, yeah, if you want to do that, build the house, but that's like, why wouldn't you build? I'm like, cause, uh, it's expensive. And they're like, do you want us to finance part of it? I'm like, uh, maybe. Hold so, on. so you're back on the highway of building the house. Dude, I'm back on the, like, I don't really want to, but I just, they made such a convincing case and I've already come so far. Cause here's the other thing. All, all, everything I've put into this has not resulted in anything tangible yet. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. the lot is this, the only difference to the lot now than when we first got the property is that there are these like metal sticks in the ground because I paid a surveyor to stake the foundation, just basically showing the excavator where they're supposed to dig. Mm-hmm. But other other than that, it's all been paperwork and bureaucracy and like, but like I've got like 30K into this project already. Mm-hmm. And if I sell it, I'm getting none of that back. Yep. And, and I kind of already knew this, but if someone was going to, other than these guys, if someone was going to buy the lot, they're either going to buy it at a greatly reduced value or it was going to be some couple that just wanted to, you know, build their dream home and they were just paying a premium so they could design the house themselves. And it's like, fuck, like there's already, there's, there's a ton of money sunk into it that I won't get back. If I sell it, that really sets me up to do a lot more. The downside will be, I will have to continue live with my parents <laughs> for at least another year. <sighs> Jesus Christ, my God. It's, 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 it's uh, how, how, how long were you living with your parents? Fuck, years. More than I wanted. To. I thought I, when like I moved two in. Two years, three years? I think. I mean, I, when I, when I moved in, I thought it was going to be like a quick couple months thing, but it ended up being probably like two years. Dude, I, I think I'm coming up on like four now or four and a half, four and a half or five. My, my f- different, it's, it was, I don't know if it's quite the exact same scenario though. Like you, you for the most part get along with your folks. Like I, I was not like at that point, at that period we weren't like, yes and no. 
I, I get along with my folks, but I, th- I like I think living with my father is ruining my relationship with him. Like the, th- the stuff that he does that bothers me would not bo- would would not and did not bother me when I was you know living in an apartment yeah. and I wasn't with him all the time. Yeah. But it's like this like little stuff that just. Well, it's actually really not that little. I don't know. Get get into talking shit on my dad, but um, yeah, it's been it's been a long time because I I had an apartment in a really really nice area in uh, in Denver, and you know it was definitely a little bit of a financial strain having that that place. And my mom was like, "Well, what if we bought a house and you finished the basement? And you made an yeah. apartment. You get, you get kind of sweet talked into moving in with them. <laughs> like um, like you're kind of like." Like, yeah, you're right. You know, it, it wouldn't be so bad to move in with you. <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, like like the, the, the origin of me learning a lot of these construction skills and, and contracting skills I have now. You had some practice. Well, yeah, it yeah. started in that basement. Yeah. And then because of everything that I did in that basement, we basically did a fix and flip by accident. Yeah. Because I, I it was, it drove me so nuts living in that basement where... It was like the squeakiest floor ever. So every time they, when they would get up in the middle of the night, yep. their bedroom was right above mine. It was like, I remember you telling me oh about my how my God, you, I remember you telling me that how you yell at your dad because he steps too loud. <laughs> this, this could be a five minute rent right now. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pause. I'm just going to move on from that. I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying is that I, I know how you can, can kind of get Mondo. He sneeze shouts. Have you ever met anyone that does that? My mom still does it. But where, where it's like, I'm not going to do it on mic because it would be, but like instead of just going a chew, it's like yep. they, they yep. like sneeze, but mm-hmm. they're also like, sh- like their yep. vocal cords are getting involved where yep. they're like yelling. Yep. It's no, like, I, I get Why would you do that? I get you. I get you. Um, anyhow, anyhow, <laughs> that all aside. Uh, you don't have to yell the sneeze. You could just sneeze. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, hey, maybe also just don't do that. You know, I can control... Not only the volume of my sneeze, but like the projectile like yeah, I can yeah, cover yeah, my yeah. mouth. But anyhow, yeah, yeah. My, long story short, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that's just funny. I had to play a little bit of hardball with the foundation company, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna knock off. We'll make we have we're like they're like if we make it like only a little bit more expensive instead of a lot more expensive, is that okay?" And I was like, "Yes, but I'm also not gonna go with your guy for the sewer line. Oh shit! And I'm gonna find a way cheaper guy. But like, you guys are gonna still get like." Oh, fuck, what is it? It's like $70,000. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. They'll take what they can get. Now I just, it's, yeah, I'm back to like, I gotta, I gotta talk with them on Monday, figure out when we're going to break ground. And, and, uh, this is, this is going to be dicey, man, though. I mean, I'm, I'm down to the point where like, I need to start really immediately like scavenging wood from construction sites, like, like other home builds that have mm-hmm. finished up and they have excess wood. I have to see if I can go buy that because I can't. I like I can't afford to actually buy the wood to build the house. It's too expensive. I have to. I have to buy it deeply discounted. It's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be just a hot fucking mess. And I'm going to try to wire an entire house by myself. What could go wrong? Yeah. What could go wrong? Well, uh, well, all right. Uh, that was that was what's been going on with Aaron and his home build. Uh, we hope you guys uh, enjoyed the episode. Next week's going to be fun, um, episode 97, and then, uh, man, we're getting closer and closer to 100. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. You guys are fucking awesome for putting up with us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you. 